Welcome to Growth Uncut, a podcast that interviews different people from around the world to share their views on personal growth. We feel passionately about connecting communities and raising awareness around social justice, humanity and relationships. And today I'm really lucky to be joined by Professor Shad Maruna. Hello, Shad. Hello, Sarah. Hi. It's great to have you on Growth Uncut. And can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Yeah, I'm a criminologist. Uh, I, I live here in, in Belfast in Northern Ireland. Uh, you can probably hear uh, I'm not native to these parts. I'm originally from the States. I, I come from what's sometimes called flyover country between the, the two coasts uh, so from downstate Illinois. Um, I uh, moved over here or hereabouts in, in around 1995, moved to, to Liverpool, same year that Everton won the FA Cup. Uh, and that was a transformative for me, not, not so much the cup, but, but living in Merseyside and, and uh, coming over here. And I've been uh, here uh, back and forth, really, uh, to U.S. and the U.K. ever since. Uh, my career's been a bit itinerant. Uh, I've, I've worked at about uh, um, five different universities now, New York, Cambridge, Manchester, uh, Rutgers, and, and, and New Jersey, uh, and now Belfast. Um, I've been called something of a journeyman criminologist, which, which I quite like, uh, <laughs> the, the, this uh, notion of, of someone who, who plies his trade well, but, but uh, not, you know, good, but not great, uh, and, and gets traded around a lot. Uh, and, and, uh, and I study something called desistance from crime, so, so very, very much related to, to personal growth. Um, I, I can, I'm look, happy to, to tell you all about it if you'd like. Yeah. So, so tell us, what does what does personal growth mean to you? I guess within that context. Yeah. Well, um, you know, so, so um, my my PhD is in something called human development, and and you might think of human development as just another way of saying personal growth. So, so I think it's a, it's a great concept uh, for you to to shape uh, the, the, this this podcast and and this campaign around uh, gr- growth means a lot to me. You know, I I think we have very positive connotations of the word growth, but, but it, it need not be uh, growing in a, in a positive sense. You know, people can, can grow old, grow fat, grow evil. You know, we, we can grow one way or the other. And, and yet uh, it, it's, a, it's a nice concept that growing, you know, we, we um, you think about uh, a child growing on, on its own, um, but when we talk, think about, say, uh, growing a garden or growing uh, you know, a flower, uh, we think about it as something that we're doing. You know, we're creating this this environment for this 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 flower or for for this uh, whatever um, plant you're, you're trying to grow. Uh, so so um, um, humans are, are really. Uh, you know, uh, both are true with human beings and, and human growth. You know, we, we, we do grow on our own, but but we also uh, grow within an environment. Uh, uh, we, we need as much nurturing, certainly, as, as any any flower does uh, in order to grow. And, and, and um, in our environment and, and the way that, that we are nurtured and, and fed and, and watered is, is going to impact um how we grow and what we grow so so with with you know this means a lot to me in terms of desistance uh desistance is the study of how and why people uh stop committing crimes and and stay stopped uh when 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 they get out of criminal behavior and um um, my uh, approach to this has been um one of a kind of a of, of a personal growth 
perspective. That, that is, uh, I, I'm not uh, interested so much in, in studying um, how, which interventions cause or, or, or um, lead to more people desisting from crime. That, that you can think of that as the kind of what works research and, and rehabilitation, mm-hmm. uh, as important as, as that is. Desistance is is more about um, the, the general patterns of how people uh, desist uh, grow on their own. Um, but but like that 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 flower, uh, of course, there's no such thing as as growing on one's own. It's not a a purely biological process or a, or an individualistic process. You know, it, it, sometimes I'm referred to as a psychologist, but but it's it's always within a social psychology. That I study uh, desistance uh, because no person is an island, and and all of us are shaped by those around us, and 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 that that goes, you know, as far as from from families to communities to 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 society to entire cultures, uh, shape the way that the desistance works, and 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 so it's been a a fascinating field for me to be involved in these these last twenty years or so. Hmm. And looking at those 20 years and looking at what you've what you've learned and, and through those kind of experiences, what would you say that you value in life um, looking back on that time? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, a lot. I, I mean, um, I, I value growing myself. You know, I, I'm uh, always learning and, and I guess I'm never happier than, than when I'm uh, reading a, a great book or, or a great article or learning something new that, that, that I didn't know. Uh, I'm, I'm also, um, in terms of my, my own values, uh, very much driven by, by notions of justice. I think everyone is um, to, to, to some extent or another. But, but uh, you know, when I think about my favorite books, when I think about you know, the, the, uh, the, the articles that, that really move me, the, the, even the songs, uh, you know, mostly Bruce Springsteen and, and, and so forth, uh, I, I, these are all about the, the bullied rising up against the bully, the the, the weak rising up against the strong, the the, the have-nots uh, against the haves. So, so I, you know, I, I strongly value uh, a, a sense of, of social justice or, or, or what that means to me, anyhow. And and I think um, um, that that's what got many of us into criminology. It's a, it's um, it's it's certainly a fascinating social science, and so so you'd want to be here. Because you're, you're you're fascinated by people and all of our uh, foibles and all of our mm-hmm. uh, good and bad that, that human beings and human nature is, but 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 also it's it's a real opportunity to to make a difference in the world to to uh, and 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 it's you know it's all about this this thing called justice and 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 so that that's really what has has driven me uh, in, in this field. Yeah. And in terms of, I guess, looking at significant people, we talk about uh, change and we talk about personal growth being kind of relational in that sense. Yeah. Looking at who has inspired you, who would who would those people be, and and why have they inspired you? Yeah, yeah. Another great question. Look, I I, I probably uh, best not name names here. Uh, they, they'll know who who they are. But but you know the the uh, I, I'm really inspired by 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 this podcast and by the wider campaign that, that you're you're doing around these issues. And and I think probably my biggest inspirations are are those those uh, people who have uh, what we now call um, lived experience or experts by experience. Uh, these would be, you know, uh, people who have been through the justice system. They've, they've been criminalized. 
uh, in various ways. Many, most ha have been to prison, uh, and, and they're putting their, their own lived experience to use in, in, in trying to change uh, the way that we, we treat prisoners, the way uh, especially maybe that we treat ex-prisoners in, in society today. And, and I, I think uh, uh, this is incredibly difficult work that they're doing. I, I know that because uh, I'm involved in it, as, as are you and, and others, but, but they've got an extra burden on, on their shoulders. A, a great deal, I think, is riding on, on, on the work that they're doing. Uh, and and because in, in many ways they're the only ones who can really change the, the, the punishment landscape, uh, uh, and and they're doing that even just by by speaking up, you know, by sharing their stories, they are are having an enormous impact on the way we think about criminal justice in the UK and the US uh, all, all over the world. Uh, I, I've written recently a piece where I where I compare. What, what's happening now to the, the, the early stages of, of the civil rights movement in the U.S. or, or the LGBT movement. Uh, it, it's a, a movement of people who have been criminalized by the criminal justice system uh, who are finding their voice. You know, this was a, a, a group that's, you know, we've had prisoner, prisons and prisoners for, for centuries, but, but because of the stigmatization, because of the dehumanization of that population, we've rarely heard their voices in, in leadership roles, uh, uh, but we're starting to, to, to see organization happening amongst the, the, the criminalized, and it's getting louder and louder in, in academia, in charities, in, 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 uh, certainly the uh, uh, nonprofits uh, and 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 in political and policy debates as well and and uh, I, I think this is really the, the only way to overcome the kind of the, the urge to punitiveness the lock them up throw away the key uh, you know that's only possible when we dehumanize uh, the, the the people who are inside the, the, those prisons uh, but but by telling their stories by by coming out of the closet. Uh, it, it becomes really difficult to do that. You know, these become real people with with, with real uh, uh, human experiences and, and emotions, and 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 that it's tougher to maintain the kind of the the, the, the lunacy of, of mass incarceration when when you're actually faced with real human beings. Yeah. And I think, you know, last last week I was speaking to someone and they said, well, the reason why people aren't, aren't interested in prisons and what's going on at the moment in, you know, during COVID is because, you know, prisons, prison don't impact on people. Um, and I kind of think, like you say, I think there's something about raising those voices and raising those stories through whatever way we possibly can to humanise the people that are in prison are people that are also fathers and sons and and mothers and I kind of think everyone has that story to tell and yet when we talk about prison and prisoners we can disconnect quite easily from that really. Certainly can um, yeah and and that's by design you know it, it, the reason prisons are are located where they are and, and, and built the way they are is to, to keep us out and and by doing that it, it's very easy to to forget uh, just just as, as the person you're, you're mentioning it, it's easy to forget uh, all about prisoners they don't have any impact on, on us uh, whoever us is in, in terms mm -hmm. of day-to-day -day lives and, and and of course that's not true and we're starting to see you know some of the way at least especially in the united states where mass incarceration has uh, exploded over mm -hmm. the last 30 years uh, the way that the prison culture has started to seep into wider culture and and, and all sorts of uh, frightening ways uh, and 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 the same is true here you know so the, the covid is is a perfect way of, of looking at these kind of 
the, this kind of creep from these these isolated institutions into society. You know, you're getting huge spreads of, of COVID in, in these institutions, and it's coming out into the community in the same way that, that other social behaviors have for, for, for decades. Yeah. yeah. And I guess you know, that kind of touches on my next question, really. We talk about the kind of challenges, but looking, um, looking at your life, what would you say has been your biggest challenge and what did you learn from it? Hmm. Um, well, um, so so for my life, I mean, I I, I haven't uh, uh, been to prison myself in, in the sense of, of doing time. Um, for for me, probably uh, my adolescence uh, was is fairly daunting. Uh, uh, period to get through. Uh, middle life uh, hasn't been any bed of roses, uh, but, uh, but adolescence, uh, I, I really struggled a, a great deal. And, and, and um, you know, this was, this was the 1980s. We, we didn't have some of the language you have today about neurodiversity. We didn't, we didn't talk about people and mental health and substance abuse and, and, and bullying so much as we do today. Um, but uh, uh, but, you know, uh, it, it, it was a difficult time. Uh, I had a lot of challenges. I was a, an unusual kid. I, I was introverted. I talked funny. I still talk funny. I, I wanted to be a writer. I hung out with, with a, a group of, of, of the nerds, the, you know, kind of outcasts, uh, uh, sort of uh, freaks and geeks, uh, m many of whom are now millionaire coders and surgeons and, and hedge fund quants and, and, and all sorts <laughs> of things. But at the time, we were were, you know, we were awkward kids who, who played chess in uh, Dungeons and Dragons and, and, and got beat up, you know, beat up a lot and intimidated a lot by, by uh, others in the school, the, the, the jocks, the toughs. And, and, you know, we probably intimidated them as much as, as, as they intimidated us. But, but mm -hmm. their intimidation got expressed in these violent, these, these often racist, uh, but always homophobic ways of, you know, uh, of the way young males uh, are socialized. And, and, you know, none of us left that time unscarred. We, we, we still will uh, occasionally get together over a, a Zoom call and, and talk about some of the, the, those times. And, 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 you know, personally, I was, I was lucky to, to get out alive, but, but, uh, you know, through through mental health, not 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 the violence, but but mm. mental health wise and, and and so forth. But uh, but in terms of what what I learned from it, you know, the the, the message um, uh, I would give is, is is that great message you hear from from LGBTQ folks who have grown up and and they they they, they say if there's one thing they could share to to young people uh, in their situation, it's that things get better, you know, and and mm -hmm. it does. Uh, adolescence is an extremely difficult time. Uh, you know, you're stuck in a in a family you didn't choose, in a town you didn't choose, in a school you didn't choose. You you have obviously very little choice uh, in in your life and and. Uh, and, and that can lead to, to these um, um, situations that, that as you get older, uh, um, and, and I had a lot of privileges, I had a scholarship to, to, to get to university and, and, and so forth, but, but uh, you get out uh, of those circumstances and you can start to choose your own uh, um, settings and, and, and make your own choices in life. And, and, and as, you know, as I did that, as I moved through my 20s, moved to Chicago, eventually moved to, to, to Liverpool, as, as I mentioned, you know, a whole new world opens up for you. And, and, and I guess the, 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 the lesson in any of this is, you know, don't let, don't let the bastards keep you down. Uh, things are uh, uh, going to get better uh, mm -hmm. uh, over time. And, and they, they, they certainly have, have for me.
Do you think in terms of that kind of transition, do you feel that shaped the way in which you see justice now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I don't think about it a lot, but certainly, you know, I mean, I, I, um, I mentioned earlier this notion of lived experience, and I, and, I, and I think it's so crucial, but, but I think it's important that we, we not um, get confused, you know, uh, that every human being has lived experience, and, and, and the, the, the notion that we need to draw on lived experience doesn't mean um, that, that we, we only listen to certain voices. Uh, it says that all of us need to draw on our own uh, experiences of the world in doing this work. And, and social scientists, good social scientists, have, have realized that for a long time, you know, that this mm -hmm. isn't uh, an objective science. It can't be when we're talking about uh, so social beings and, 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 and our fellow humans. And, and, and so, yes, I, I have no doubt I have been driven by uh, that that kind of you know outsider status when when I talked about you know my my own impulses toward social justice and so forth uh, I'm sure that's where where a lot of that comes from uh, you know my my kind of instincts that I take with me into the research field and and, and so forth yeah. Hmm. Really fascinating. And, and in terms of, I guess, my, my last question, um, which is quite a big one, really. Yeah. But, um, it, the question is, if you could improve just one thing to grow our communities, to make them safer and healthier and happier places, what would that one thing be? Right, right. <laughs> yeah, nice, easy one to end on, right? <laughs> uh, how much time? I was going to say how much time have we got, but I actually mean that. Time. Seriously, do we? Okay, well... Look, this is a big, big problem. Um, and, you know, our communities today, when I look around, especially in the U.S., but, but, but the U.K. isn't terribly far behind. You know, we are, we are so divided. We, 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 um, you, one could say we've always been divided, and we have been. But, but I mean, the, the divisions today are, are you know, post-Brexit, post-Trump have, have really gotten toxic. And, 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 you know, it seeps into everything, even the way we, those two societies have reacted to the COVID crisis. You know, you, you've got whole communities in the U.S. who refuse to wear masks, who refuse to believe that, that, that a pandemic that is happening globally is really happening. It is a not insubstantial group who believes um, this is all a, a myth created by the other side, whoever the other side is and so forth. And, and you know, we've got this... this uh, um, um, remarkable conspiracy theories going around. We've got um, um, the, 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 the um, one one side deciding that that you know other the the other side is is run by a kind of conspiracy of, of pedophiles led by Hillary Clinton uh, drinking the blood of babies and so forth. I mean, it's it's remarkable the kind of paranoia that, that's going on, and and it, it's a you know I mean that's obviously a huge problem to solve, but but it's it's uh, until we can get around this kind of division and, 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 and figure out what, what's happening with it. You know, the, um, uh, uh, they say the Russians are, are planting these kind of divisions, trying to sow the, this, this division in American society, British society. Uh, you know, I have no idea. If they are, they're incredibly good at what they're doing because it's working very, very well. But, but you don't need the Russians. You know, you can look at our media and, and in particular the tabloids in this country, Fox News in the United States, you know, they are very open and explicit. If the Russians are doing something secretly, you, you know, you can see it wide, wide in the open and the number one newspapers in, in, in this country, um, the same kind of efforts to sow division and, and to create this kind of
and then paranoia uh, uh, within our communities. And, and, and so, um, you know, I, 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 um, I, I should have said I'm better at identifying problems than I am at, at coming up with solutions. But, but I'm, I'm reminded of, of a book by a guy called Sven Ranulf, um, who was writing in 1938, and, and he was a Danish social scientist looking across the border at Germany and what was happening in that country and, and all sorts of parallels uh, could, could be found. And, and he, he compared Germany at the time to a number of other societies that descended into authoritarianism. And, and the, the, you know, the very, very short and, and um, uh, pathetic summary of, of his argument, which, which you should read in its, its original, uh, the, the, the short summary is, is basically that, that this, this group who he calls the middle class um, is um, tormented by the, the rich and, and, and the powerful, but they feel uh, um, at some level loyal to the rich because they want to join the rich. And so instead of lashing out at, at their true tormentors, they lash out beneath them. They hit down at the poor, they hit down at, at minorities, at, at uh, refugees, at immigrants, and, and decide that they're the ones causing them all the trouble, not the ones who actually run society, but those beneath them because they're an easier target and they, they become this kind of scapegoat group through mm. which they can channel all this, this anger and, and frustration and, 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 and so forth. And, and um, it's, a, um, it's a remarkable pattern that you can see in society after society. I mean, why blame, uh, you know, transgender youth or why blame, uh, <laughs> you know, refugees who are coming from desperate circumstances for something and then go ahead and, and, and elect the, 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 the children of, of, of billionaires and, and the, the Etonians who have been running the show for, for the last decade. So, so it, it's, a, uh, it, it's a strange pattern, but, but it's, it, it's a terrifying one in lots of ways. And, and, and I guess the, the, the message of, of, of that book and, and, and the sociology around it is we, we, we have to, to start, you know, channeling our anger to the, the, the proper sources. We, we, you know, this, we can't give in to the easy targets and scapegoats uh, of hitting downward. And we, and we, you know, anger is right. Anger is, is understandable. I, I can fully uh, appreciate the, those who have... Uh, you know, uh, voted for Trump, voted Brexit, uh, uh, who, who live in, in these the, the communities that they live in and, and are going through the struggles they're going through. Uh, but but they, they've got to find, we've got to find the, the, the proper targets of, of our oppression. And, and, and I don't think uh, the, those, those, the right targets are, are immigrant, immigrant groups or, or LGBT or Black Lives Matter, that, that we, we're um, um, channeling our, our anger in, in the wrong directions. And so however we can, we can teach our, our children how we can uh, get to get back to the growth notion, if we can create a society that helps to, to um, channel uh, that, that anger in positive directions or in the correct uh, uh, direction at any rate, uh, the, the better for society. Hmm. And I think, you know, just listening to you, I just think the enormity of it is just so huge, isn't it, in terms of that system, in terms of the media and the role in which it plays, I guess, feeding information into a, into a public or, you know, whether it's about how, how we label and how we continue to 
criminalise particular behaviours in order to try and gain maybe some social control. I don't know. but Yeah, um, yeah. No, that's right. I mean, it's all part of that, that you know, that, that if we go back to that flower that we're trying to, to grow, it, it's part of that that environment. And the, 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 the soil right now is, is corrupted and, and, and we mm-hmm. need to, to change that, that wider culture uh, in, in order to, to change the outcomes we're seeing. Yeah. yeah. What a final, fantastic final thought. Thank you so much, um, Shad Maruna, for your time. And um, I, it was just lovely to chat with you. And um, thank you for coming on Growth Uncut. Thank you, Sarah. All the best. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Growth Uncut. If you'd like to find out a little bit more information about the work that we do, please visit www.penalreformsolutions.com or follow us on Twitter on Penal Reform Solutions or even support us on Patreon through the link www.patreon.com slash growth movement. Thanks for listening and catch you next time.